What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 56. Today with my guests Katie and Alex, who have a UK-based band called Aspire. They have a new song out called Gen Z, which is up on Spotify and SoundCloud and all the usual places. Uh, They reached out to come on the podcast after hearing the Bad Sleeper episode. But uh, in any case, we talked about how things have been for them over in England, as well as some of their current plights in school and the social issues that go along with that. As always, thanks for listening and supporting local music. Whether you're friends of the band or friends of the podcast, it's always appreciated. If you yourself have new music coming out and you're trying to promote it, there's always a chance that we can do an episode. But uh, other than that, hopefully everyone's doing all right out there. Um, here on the East Coast, weather's starting to warm up a little bit, which is nice. Uh, lastly, if you follow the podcast on Instagram or wherever, you might have noticed that there are some shirts up now. So, uh, interested in those? Always hit me up. But uh, yeah, that's about it. So, without further ado, Katie and Alex of Aspire. Nice to meet you guys here across across the river over in Baltimore. So pretty far away. Um, We're from High Peak, so High Peak, UK. Yeah. Yeah. I've only been to London once, so outside of that, I don't really know too much more. <laughs> London's um, London's a bit more than it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's expensive. So same. I've only been to New York once. I wouldn't know the rest of America. Yeah, it's like ten bucks for a shot of whiskey in euros <laughs> over there compared to here it's like double so um but yeah um basically i just started a podcast uh, about a year ago just to kind of help mm-hmm. out my local scene here in uh in baltimore and dc and kind of the local cities and uh it's been fun but every once in a while it's cool to get somebody on here that's you know from a, a little bit out of town mix it up so you guys are my first english guests which is cool oh. Cool. Awesome. Mariana. <laughs> um, looks like you got a new song out, so that's cool as well. Uh, I'm sure you want to promote that, and we could certainly, mm-hmm. you know, drop it in the episode. I usually edit these things and fix it up that way. Um, obviously, you guys have probably not uh, been, you know, making music for the last 20, 30 years, um, you know, just to put it that way. Because, you know, sometimes I talk to people who've been doing this forever and some people who are brand new. So um, maybe I'll kind of let you guys uh, talk about maybe what you're doing now musically. Like, you know, 
Is it just you two in the band? Did you just start it the other day? Or has this been something you've been working on for um, a while? Well, it's just us two. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, it's only been going for about two months. There you go. Yeah, I think we've both always kind of wanted to get into music. I know I've been writing songs since I was about 10. Um, I have my own, like, on the side. And then me and Alex decided to work together on something because... No, we've both got similar goals in mind, really. We just want to make music for people to enjoy and feel at home in, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Particularly the, the sort of music that people are going to relate to and go, <laughs> that, that's relatable. Um, yeah. Because we, want, we want something that's enjoyable, but it also screams to our audience. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's so I, the, got, uh... I kind of... I started my fascination in... I'm going to say the rock music scene. Uh, I was probably about 11. I might well, a bit older than that, but I went to the Meatloaf retirement tour. Yeah. Uh, and that that kind of sparked my, my sort of rock thing off. And then I got a guitar, uh, and I just kind of found myself immersed in this sort of in this sort of musical scene. And it was like, I want to be that man on stage that yeah. is controlling these thousands of people. Yeah. I think it's pretty interesting because um, we've kind of come together to make the more kind of... Um, rock side of things but yet like at the same time we've got such a different taste in music and it's quite interesting kind of combining alex like really likes the rock side of things and then i normally do soft stuff and i absolutely love like the mix between the softer vocals but the rock i don't know it's quite cool yeah, yeah. We, we, we both sort of have solo stuff but neither of us neither of them are rock i make sort <laughs> of trap metal screamer rap kind of stuff <laughs> and then katie i'll let you explain what you make I don't even know, uh, I guess kind of bedroom indie, bedroom pop, not quite sure the exact term, yeah. bit of indie, quite a lot of stuff like that really, don't think it has it's a different genre. It's definitely a massive contrast to what we do at Aspire, that's mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, that's good to have different perspectives, you know, mm -hmm. to, to get the creative juices flowing. Um, it's funny mm -hmm. you mentioned uh, Meatloaf, just because... Uh, yeah. The artist who does most of the artwork for my band, like I guess, knew him back in the day. And uh, I don't know if he met him in France or if he met him here, but he used to tour with him and was somewhat in the entourage and has all these crazy stories about the drugs and like all the stuff <laughs> that they used to get up to. Um, <laughs> so he's definitely an interesting character, although I'm honestly not familiar with his music. So I need to do a little little homework there. Well, my, my, my parents sort of grew up around his music, so decided they were going to bring me up around that kind of music. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, what do you guys play instrumentally? Like, what's your specialty? Are you kind of keys or guitar, bass, singer? Like, kind of how do you guys split up those uh, those roles? Well, my, my, my kind of speciality um, is probably guitar and piano and sort of the electronic mixing side of things. Yeah, and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I do singing. I've been singing since I was very small. I've been singing like just genuinely a lot since I was tiny. But I've been in like I was in a seven professional choir since I was like seven. Um, yeah. And then I've just done loads of musicals and stuff afterwards. And then I do uh, piano, a guitar, um, and I like to say I can play the violin. But I'm really, I'll be honest with myself. I cannot play the violin. <laughs> Um, I, I can do a bit, but it's not great. Yeah. But yeah, um, a few old attempts to play the violin, mostly vocals for me though, really. 
I do, I yeah. do have a grade one in clarinet. It just wasn't quite the rock <laughs> I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ukulele as well. <laughs> but that's not quite the rock scene either. Yeah, and so Katie's a singer. I imagine you, uh, uh, Alex, don't do as much singing, probably. From what I no, at least. I, I don't yeah. do anything at all. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, the cat's meowing in the background. He wants to go out, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. But um, yeah, how would you guys describe like? your uh your song here that you just put out it's um it's kind of i don't i'm not too sure how to put it it's sort of like a a, a how do i put this <laughs> it's our way of almost saying i'm just gonna say it, it's our way of saying fuck you to the racists without necessarily causing all the violence because we started uh, sort of writing it around when all the black lives matter protests were going on and obviously yeah. in the uk we were in lockdown so neither of us could go and we were sort of like well you know let's just we still want to do something so we came out with gen z and it's but it's not just about that it's also about um giving a power and voice back to the kids yeah i think yeah. the point of it was to try and put all of our kind of views that we're going to filter into other songs in one song so that if anyone does find it they know kind of exactly what, what we're about and I think the other thing is when you're in lockdown and you because obviously we're barely just coming out of it now um when we're in lockdown they've got all this awful things going on in the world all this absolute turmoil and then like you feel like you can't do anything about it because you're stuck in your house on zoom calls 24 7 and like mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just a way to kind of feel as though you're helping without going out. It's best yeah. to do it if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah, I guess my only connection that I know sort of indirectly to what's been what it's been like in England is whatever Frank Turner says, which is just, I don't know, kind of who I follow. And, yeah, uh, what's it like he, in America at the moment? I mean, things are starting to open back up. Uh, largely, mm. it doesn't sound like we've had it as uh, strict as you guys have had it. Mm. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even know if you guys are allowed to travel or, or anything like that. But yeah, um, I think um, it's it's definitely a lot more strict restricted than America. Uh, so we had like a full full on lockdown where the only thing we could do was go out of the house for a walk and go to the yeah. supermarket and that kind of stuff. I think it's um, a lot easier to enforce it in a small place like England than yeah. an enormous place like America. Like, I dread yeah. to think. Yeah, it seems to change a little bit too here, state to state. You know, yeah. Obviously, go out west or or somewhere, and mm. there's just more there was, there open was, area. There was definitely a lot of controversy and what they um, what they should have been doing about um, sort of what they should have been doing about um, lockdowns in different countries and whether the whole world should go into lockdown and that mm. kind of stuff. I can't I can I can just remember all the uproar. Uh, when it, we were all going into lockdown, like, I don't want to go into lockdown. Yeah, yeah that's another what, thing. what we needed to do. Um, another thing we kind of slipped into Gen Z was the idea that like um, the government doesn't really have the people's best. Like they're not really trying to look after us. They're trying to look after things like the rich the and reputation. <laughs> reputation. And we slipped that in with the idea that the things that they're doing to protect themselves are 
literally gonna killing people um especially in, in times like this it's literally killing people when we have to eat out to help out that was 100 percent just for the economy and as important as the economy is it killed people it upped the rate so much um so we kind of slipped that in as well because that was quite an important thing that really hit if that makes sense yeah for sure i mean like i said from what i have heard it does sound like you guys kind of had it a lot worse um maybe just in the EU, EU as a whole of it. Yeah, know there's been yeah. some, some back and forth and, and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Were you guys, I know you, you said you only released music maybe two months ago or have only been at it about two months, but were you able, did you play music maybe out prior to that? Like just uh, maybe not necessarily as a band, but were you doing anything? Sort of, well, we, we both go to school to each other and we're, sort of, we're, we're very close. Um, mm-hmm. and I think to be fair, all the way from sort of where we're about to leave and we're sort of year nine ish, so we're quite young, um, yeah. for what you'd expect, actually. But we're sort of we've been playing music almost uh, not quite together, but occasionally being like, Oh, yeah, that sounds cool. And then Katie will join in singing, and then there'll just be someone playing it on the piano. So we've never really have, had a band, but we've definitely been able to play music with each other. Yeah, we kind of created one without naming it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I I was just thinking maybe it didn't affect you as drastically in the sense that like you weren't out playing bars, obviously. Yeah, maybe maybe you were maybe you were playing uh, in groups in school or something. So I I don't really know, but I think um, to be honest, from a music point of view, lockdown probably helped us get things together because it gave us time to record things. Um, Obviously, we both got recording equipment at home, so we didn't have to be together. Um, I think if we hadn't have had lockdown, it would have taken us longer because with the GCSEs this year, got loads of schoolwork on, blah, blah, blah. Um, like, I feel like if we were the type, if we had a band that played live, it would have been significantly worse than it was for us. Yeah. Yeah, but we do so really want to play live when things open. <laughs> That's one of our goals, really. Because we've got so much sort of time on our hands, I think, Katie, you'll be able to remember this. I came out of with a wrist and within sort of two days and two sleepless nights, it was fully mixed and fully done just because I had the time to do it. We'd finished Gen Z sort of within a week. Yeah, within I, a managed week to start. To, I managed to do an album in like two months-ish. I mean, I, kind of two months-ish, spread out. Um, but like about two months, you know, it's kind of... Um, I'm so sorry if you can hear the rain, by the way. It's just started raining here. But it's kind of helps that we've had more time, I suppose. Yeah, because the other things you can stay up all night to get something done, and then you don't have to yeah. sleep through the next day or anything. I mean, we're we're sort of. I think the plan is at the minute is with Gen Z, we're going to build a, an EP off the top of that and sort of release mm-hmm. it summertime. We haven't got a yeah. date yet, and the plan is is we get sort of enough of a little following that with that EP we can go and play some small gigs in the UK and just be like, hey, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> that, did. That kind of thing. <laughs> Well, uh, hopefully this podcast gives you some form of, like, street cred. You know, you could say, uh, you know, some uh, some Americans know about it now or something. Um, have have your friends heard your uh, song, or have they have you gotten any feedback, or do they like um, it, do they not like it, like, or nothing? Like, Well, I've got some, I've got some mates that are like they're this stereotypical british listen to drill music sort of the rap <laughs> kind of people and yeah. even they were sort of sat, 
Yeah. Even yeah. they were sort of sat there listening to that, saying, that's pretty good, and I don't even like this kind of music. Yeah. yeah. I think that was sort of the moment for me that kind of went, this this, this could go somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I think we got quite a lot of constructive criticism as well that we're going to mm. slip into our next EP. A lot of, like makes you feel hopeful because people are if you if you can actually pick out points that are not as good then it can't be awful you know what i mean yeah so that was quite good so far so far we've had one comment that could be sort of construed as a hate comment and <laughs> i just saw that like that means we're actually reaching people for them to see yeah. it who do hate comment on it it's like I, that is my face little I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna lie to you yeah, I'm a little bit older, so like I don't know if you know who Rick Rubin is, but like the uh, guru behind recording a, a million famous bands throughout the last I don't know thirty years. But he kind of yeah. helped invent or helped uh, facilitate hip hop in the early days with the Beastie Boys, mm -hmm. and then moved on to even like Slayer and Metallica and all sorts of stuff. Didn't but, um, he record for uh, N.W.A. for a bit? Yeah, I think the he did that as well. Yeah, I've seen the film straight out of Compton, that's how I know him. Yeah, and now he's like this hippie guru that lives in California and still works with younger artists. But um, one of the things that he, he always says is like, the thing you don't want is for people to just say, meh. Like, you want them to either absolutely hate it or love it. But he's like, pay attention when people hate something. Like, cause that's a strong feeling and that's actually good in a way. Cause it like, A, they were paying attention, which is, mm. you know, not a mm. bad thing. And it invoked like some sort of emotion out of them. And at the end of the day, there's actually a smaller, thinner line between somebody hating something and somebody loving it um, mm. in the long run. Cause that can flip, you know, as soon as their friends or somebody else says, they actually like that. They go, oh, well now I'm. Now I'm the asshole who, you know, doesn't like yeah. it or something. So I I'd think, say, uh, that's the way I, I look at it, was, it, you know. It was uh, Ghost Mane uh, when I first listened. Oh, no, it was, it was Slipknot. Uh, I remember yeah. I used to go, like, oh, my God, Slipknot's awful. It's just screaming. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. um, and then a teacher at school, Mr. Dickinson's legend, if you're watching, oh. um, Came up to me and was like, "Oh, so you you liking rock music?" Because I kind of started on like Guns uh, N' Roses, and I said, "Yeah." He said, "Check out Slipknot," uh, and I think Unsainted was the first sort of Slipknot song I uh, I listened yeah. to, and I was like, "That is insanely good." And you kind of just I hated it at first, but now I'm probably I'm going to say I'm a mega fan, considering they're on my phone case, my wall, I got their vinyls <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to almost hate something to love it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's still an emotion, whether good or yeah. bad. It's. Um, I think one of our goals was to bring out emotion. I mean, if it's a bad emotion, so be it. Yeah. We, we wanted it to be politically moving, but at the same time energetic enough that when it comes to playing gigs, we can sort of just have the whole room, even if they're not going full at it, just at least bop in their heads and that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean... Um, do you feel like your friends or anyone similar to you is writing similar stuff to you? Or do you feel like, like there's a, at all a scene, so to speak, you know, even in your smaller I think, uh, town, maybe? I don't 
think our area, it's all kind of folk bands and stuff because we're in the countryside. Yeah, yeah we okay. live in the countryside. It's about an hour train for me to get into the city. Um, What's the I'm nearest sure major city? If you're sort of, if you looking for a rock scene near us, it's probably our nearest city. Sheffield, I'm guessing. Yeah, Sheffield. I know there's a, there's a, there's even Sheffield. It's got a little. Or Manchester. Bit. Everyone seems to know Manchester. Yeah. So probably well, Manchester. Bring me, bring me the horizon. Came out of Sheffield, and then Manchester. You got the likes of the okay. Oasis and that kind of stuff coming out of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 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 So where we curious. are. Sort of I always joke. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like. I'm 30. So like, I always joke and just say like, the kids these days are listening to this or to that, and like. It's just kind of interesting to like, you know, check in and hear. I know like a lot of the younger people coming up are probably listening to a ton of like trap music and EDM and, mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's a lot of definitely. Um, but it's I mean, quite a thing. Um, sorry, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, just, I don't want to stereotype anybody, but you know, I kind of know that's prominent, and it's kind of interesting. The main kind of music scene at school. You either listen to kind of like drill kind of music, like really heavy rap music, or you really rap and do hip hop. Yeah, the... and there's there's like that side of it, and then you'll also find that a lot of like um, almost kind of eighties and nineties sounding indie yeah. and hip hop and stuffs coming out again. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of people who are still like who quite like things like Ariana Grande. And mm. who, are, who are the latest pop yeah. singers? Um, mm. oh, what's the one that wrote Driver's License? Olivia. Yeah, Olivia something. something. That's oh, kind yeah. of popular. Yeah. I know yeah. we're definitely one of the very few people that go to our school that are like, oh my god, rock music that's amazing. Don't let it die and that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because I know yeah. um, I get. Um, up for this i get laughed at quite a lot for my taste in music because you know there'll just be people listening to their their um their drill music and then i'll uh i have this horrible habit of breaking into song out of nowhere so i'll just be walking down this corridor and i'll metal scream and it's just whoops (laughs) we'll just be sat in an english lesson you just hear when i was a young boy oh god here we go again yeah yeah question well, there's nothing wrong with trying to break the mold once in a while, you know. Yeah. It's how people get a little bit uh, more cultured, you know. So. Mm-hmm. I like I like I like people that don't care what other people think. They see themselves regardless. Mm-hmm. So in yeah. my case, I've got sort of my black and pink hair, which is like the <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In Katie's case, she's got a fancy eyeliner. I actually didn't do that for the podcast, but I have. I absolutely love fluorescent, like um, bright coloured eye makeup and stuff. I, I love bright colours. Um, so we're kind of polar opposites there because we, uh, Alex Wiggins, you come in in like all pitch black, and I'm there in like my, my fluorescent colours. Quite funny. Um, I think at Hope at our school, um, we don't have much diversity at all. Really, I think we really yeah. lack any type of diversity. Um, there's barely any racial diversity or anything at all really and i think you find it gets very cliquey there's the, these groups of yeah. girls and things that are just identical boys are identical there's, there's definitely not much diversity from an lgbtq perspective oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know, uh, I think... the amount of arguments i've ended up in because i've heard someone say something about someone it's like even if you do believe in that you can't say it to someone yeah mm. we have 
a lot of reasons. But they don't know any better. Yeah, we have a lot of reason to write songs that are a bit um, trying to prove a point about that, like in Gen Z, because I think people at school kind of need to hear it as well. I know that we have a lot of issues with people being racist and things, which obviously then the Black Lives Matter is not part of the song. Um, to, to sum it up, they've had um, two fights in the last two days. <laughs> about uh, this, this one... About um, racial comments. Yeah, there was wow. some people being racist, so um, they got beat up very badly. Um, mm, and, hospital I mean, kind of beaten up. Yeah, they deserved oh, it. Not, but not nice. It's one of those where you kind of, they have to kind of get it to realise that when the mm. second they go out into the big world, they're going to get swarmed if you say something like that on the street. Mm. Yeah. On the subject of school, um, we're releasing a, our next, single actually mm-hmm. it's sort of based on school about how um cool. they don't look at you as a student like the higher ups don't look at you as a student they look at you as a statistic on the piece of paper that's going to bring them in more money if you do well which well, people don't well, for... like people pointing that out but it doesn't matter how you look at it that is the way it is it, it, it's funding well i guess you'll have to wife i just gone <laughs> Yeah, hopefully comes back in. Um, but yeah, I guess you'll have to forgive me for saying we don't need no education, right? I mean, exactly. Um, uh, Pink Floyd. I know. Uh, yeah, that our next our next track we're doing our first collaboration with a guy called Lurch. Yeah. He's from America, so that's like, it's gonna gonna be really hype. Mm-hmm. Definitely looking forward to that one being released. Yeah, done a call. Sorry about yeah. that. My wife completely went out. Um, no worries. I was just, just talking, talking about, about how our next single's about school and how your uh, statistic and Lurch is doing it with us. With our first yeah. Lab. Yeah, no, at schools, they completely just treat you like a number. They're obsessed with pie charts and things. Um, they have this behaviour thing where they mark you like... Um, they mark you on a scale of one to four on your behaviour, but then you have to like log it afterwards and stuff. Mm. it's it's really weird it's like they uh, they they find a mean of a number like a 1.3 or something and they'll say like that's your behavior we're going to put that on a chart you have to write about how that number makes you feel you have to you know list it with all the other numbers you get to make sure that you get into oh, it's just ridiculous and i think i think yeah. especially at our school every piece of bad behavior has a reason mm-hmm. if it's not mm-hmm. physically school related there could be something going on at home or they could just have something yeah, I'm not gonna say wrong with them because I like to embrace people's differences, uh, but yeah. some sort of mental health issue or that kind of thing, mm. and anything can spark bad behaviour. Yeah, and they just treat it like it's part of your personality as well, which I don't like. Yeah, it just turns into another statistic for them, mm-hmm. or it goes on a system which is then based for everything you go into college with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's terrible. It's like serious another brick in the wall stuff. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, creatively, that's got to give you a lot to work with, a lot to write about. So, hopefully, you know, as you guys progress. I recently got accepted to the music college I've sort of been looking at since year nine. I was really hyped. But then there's, like, every 20 minutes in in the back of my ear, they'll be like, what if I don't pass? I'm not going to pass. It's just, Mm -hmm. like, not ideal. Yeah, the teachers aren't as great with... Um, 
it's kind of like if they decide that you're not going to do well at one point, they won't try and help mm. you do well. Does that make like they'll they'll yeah. help, but they'll talk at you like only you're how not the school tells them to, not the way. Yeah, they want they'll to. talk at you like you're not going to achieve anything. Um, yeah, which just enforces That's... the idea that you're not. They don't give you any options. It's, yeah. Yeah, in my experience, uh, it good teachers are few and far between, and mm-hmm. when you when you get the good ones, you definitely feel lucky. Um, mm-hmm. But sadly. I mean, let's face it, the majority of teachers teach because, I don't know, Money. they're not really out there doing whatever it was they initially set out to do. At least yeah. half of them. Yeah. Not to dog I, teachers. I, 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 <laughs> but, I remember our, you know. teacher. our English teacher always says, oh, I wanted to be a politician, I wanted to be this, I wanted to be that. Yeah. And it's like, well, what? she always uses it as a flex, like, I could have been a politician. It's like, yeah, but you're not. You're just not, are yeah. you? It's not like. Well, hopefully they don't try to take it out too much on you. Mm-hmm. But... It's always the um, you could be this, you could be that. It's not focusing on what you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it takes a strong will to sort of, I won't say like completely ignore that uh, mentality, but. Mm. If you can find a way to use it as inspiration, especially artistically, I mean, mm. even now I'm old, out of school, but, you know, when I find that someone's telling somebody else what they can and can't do, immediately I'm just like, oh, there's a song in there somewhere, you know, about this mm. particular yeah, yeah. That, situation. That's definitely what I, uh, what it can I be motivating. So that. it doesn't, yeah, I don't think it really even goes away even after school, you know, mm. <laughs> yeah. still could be in a job or, or something like that. Well, yeah, even when you get out of school, someone can sort of walk so down the street. Let's say Youngblood, for example. Favorite, yeah. favorite. Um, <laughs> he, can, he can walk down, before he was famous, he could walk down a street in his leather jacket and his big puffy red hair, and he would get the shit ripped out of him. Yeah. So even when you leave school, that, that that side of society is still there. It doesn't matter where you go, it is there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I read it in a book somewhere, but I think there's just a quote that's like, school is the advertising agency that makes you uh, say that society is fine as it is. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they teach you. They teach they you teach the status you quo. Think everything's okay and to go with the flow. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, don't really question too much. Don't really think too much outside of the box. Just, you know, stay in line. And apparently, apparently get your behavior rating, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But exactly. I, I didn't know that existed in the uh, EU, so I'm learning. Yeah, um, it must be a British thing. Or we basically our school was is originally on its well, it was a public school, but it um, kind of ran itself more. But we've recently like been put in this, this chorus trust. Um, yeah. And it basically means that it's completely, this chorus trust always look, um, has, it owns loads of inner city schools. Um, and then it kind of came to hope because we weren't doing too well, according to the government, and was like, huh, we're going to make sure that you're exactly identical to every other school in the area now. So they gave us these enormous fences yeah. outside, so it feels like a prison. Um, yeah. They've like got a load of teachers like left and stuff. I don't blame them. Um, yeah, they said and they, they were brought in all this behavior stuff. They're obsessed with statistics. They send out forms like every other week about things for us to like mm-hmm. tick all these boxes. 
Like, how are you feeling about the new lunch queue regime? <laughs> like, it's not that deep. And it's never ending. They're so obsessed. And we'll have these random men with clipboards. These just random men with clipboards who we've mm. never seen, never met. And they'll just walk through the school, yell at you for wearing a non-school uniform hoodie. And then mm. it's like, I don't know you. <laughs> You're not a teacher. Yeah. You're a random man um... with clipboard. Shut up. Uh, well, when they first sort of said they were going to the chorus trust, I was I went into it optimistically. It's like they promised us more funding for our music department, mm-hmm. which hasn't seen funding since we started school. Every single piano uh, is out of tune there. Every everything piano, they out of tune. Broken, needs fixing. Drums were hard. Uh, and they were like, okay, well, we'll give funding to the music department. And so far, all they've done is get rid of all the good teaching assistants, knock some holes in some walls and put up a big fence. Yeah, and they gave us some new different coloured tables, which is obviously the height of their priority. Yeah, and they changed they changed two colours on the school logo for something ridiculous like four <laughs> yeah. grand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it got uh, to the point um, where we actually had a miniature protest at school. That was interesting. We did, actually, yeah. It was, wow. well, on the outside, it was about um, the fact that we weren't having enough time for dinner um, with covid and everything they'd given the year 11 like 20 minutes to eat dinner and a 45 minutes to a time where you literally just sit in a room doing nothing for 45 minutes um so it was kind of about that it was also about that basically um the school meals had got really like basic because the government's decided that chocolate muffins make us a beast so we're not allowed to have chocolate anymore but we're allowed to sort of caramel ones um, <laughs> well they just kind of reduced the menu and everything but we kind of made it about food but um, pretty much all there of were... the 10 and 11 showed up to this protest. Um, someone got yeah, like sellotape was... to a fence. That was quite funny. Yeah, um, it, was, it was something that could have been brilliant, but people turned it into a joke. Yeah, but it was, uh, it but was everyone, pretty... Some it people worked. were there for a different reason. I was there because I wanted a longer lunchtime. I wanted to get rid of uh, Chorus because by this point they got rid of sort of four of the people that would almost look after me in school. Um, that it just it. I was there because I wanted chorus out, not because food. Don't give a crap yeah. about food. I think I'm being real. The point that it really made in the end was less about the food or whatever. It was that we met protests have never happened at our school before. Mm. So why do we feel so unheard now that we have to skive lessons and stand together on the pitch, you know, screaming and yelling and stuff, like? why do we have to do that now to get our point heard but we couldn't before and it just shows that as soon as all these people come in and try and make our school the same as every other school and make it all about statistics and dehumanize us they're just not listening anymore so we have to make a scrap outside because we don't get listened to because we're not people and to like to them we're, we're literally just statistics and that wasn't the point we we're trying to make but in the end that's what came across and i think the teachers noticed that as well because mm-hmm. definitely we just haven't got listened it. to yeah yeah well it's cool that you guys are able to at least organize i guess in some way i mean at least recognize yeah. it um mm. but yeah it's like a very microcosmic uh culture environment yeah they, they they go on about how it, it's the safest place you could be and it's like i can't go to the toilet without having my door kicked in yeah that's not yeah. safe it's called the bit it's got some interesting things. Someone shoved the panini down the toilets in the music bar and flooded the entire place once yeah. before. Yeah, honestly, this is probably more informative than listening to Frank Turner on a podcast. Just hearing <laughs> what you guys deal yeah. with at school. So For the American listeners. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's why it's easier. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. As far as I know, the kids are starting to go back to school uh, now. Yeah. I think, at least in groups yeah. or stages or, or something like that. Yeah, so. we all we have to wear masks all the time, and there's loads of rules enforced yeah. for like social distancing, but it doesn't really work. Yeah, uh, my favorite is uh, airports these days because like when you fly uh, now, they yeah. uh, constantly tell everyone to uh, to distance or whatever. But then, <laughs> oh, like, uh, right. You're right, and then as soon as it's time to board, everyone just gathers like they always do, packs the whole plane, and gets as close as possible. And it's like, what are you gonna do? You know, it's like common I mean, sense just went out the window, isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, but it's just also like, how do you prevent something like that? Unless if you're gonna sell out a flight, you know, it's like yeah, you either sell it at half capacity or you sell it at full. But if you sell it at full, it's like, well. What are we supposed to do? Yeah. Feels like so. they're always lying, or saying, "Oh yeah, you'll be going on this plane journey, but you'll be safe. We've got all these things to make sure that you're safe." But you're just yeah. not. Like if they're gonna sell it, they might as well sell it as not safe. So you're taking your risk doing it. Just mm. lying to everybody. Really. What's What's the point in distancing seats by two meters if they're all gonna huddle onto this plane like penguins? Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess that is the common sense element, though. I I think that everyone who gets on a plane now kind of understands the risk. Mm. I would, yeah. I would hope, but I don't know. <laughs> That's the way I approach it. But, uh, yeah, um, haven't quite got any hits in the chat on this uh, live stream yet. But, we've, had, um, we've had Fran Holmes say hi, guys, and then leave. Oh, oh so, great. Yeah, there you go. So, shout out to Fran Holmes. Um, <laughs> what a crowd. <laughs> Yeah, so like if you want to maybe uh, give people the link to this later on, it's always kind mm-hmm. of maybe give a couple shout outs to people who you think might listen or, you know, mom and dad. Um, and I say that oh, to everybody, doesn't matter how old you are. But <laughs> Miss Craven, Miss yeah. Starbuck, Legends, you got through, through both of my GCSEs. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Support us quite a lot as well. Cool. Yeah. Uh, um, well, shout out to. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyone really that's listening, um, thank you. <laughs> and shout uh, out to everyone who streamed our song. Yeah, stream, stream song. You, you can find you can find us under the name Aspire um, on Spotify, Apple Music, all that, and you can find my stuff under the name Katie Allison. But um, yeah, I will I will drop you our link tree with everything yeah. on it. I already got it. And definitely, um, oh. you had them on a while a bit ago. Shout out to Bad Sleeper because they were sort of the first band we interacted with. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I saw that they were following you guys, so I figured that's how you found me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. Because um, yeah, they're up the road here in Philly, which is honestly oh, yeah. almost less than two hours mm-hmm. of a drive, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's cool. Um, obviously, I'll plug your guys links like into the episode format so if people listen they should be able to easily click on the link tree and i always tell mm-hmm. everyone to you know subscribe if you can you know drop a like or comment or or something because you know helps build mm-hmm. the online following and ultimately that's really what this is for um especially in these times where most of us aren't playing a lot of shows so mm-hmm. um yeah, hopefully you guys get this uh, rest of the EP out soon here, sounds like. 
we're, we're looking for sort of end of August sort of time. Okay, cool. And you recording? That's, that's, that's a bit eager, but you know. And do you record it all on yeah. your own? Or do you get any help? Or... Um, all by ourselves, really. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, when it's for Aspire, we mostly have Alex does the mixing um, and records most of the like backing music and everything. Yeah, yeah records most of the instruments. I do the vocals, and then for my own, I do pretty much all of it myself. Um, yeah. But yeah, so right it takes quite a while to get everything sorted. I actually I used to record on this <laughs> when I first started. Um, my microphone was actually the microphone on my earphones. Um, yeah. I have loads of equipment now, but it took like so long to just record anything because you do it so good, but they'd be like breathing because you go on it. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> well, it definitely builds your, I don't know what to call it, just your overall skill set. Skill set. Yeah. You know, in the long run, yeah. the more you're able to do on your own, I mean, at the bare minimum, you're going to save money. Um, mm. I do think there comes a time in like your maturity level as an artist where you do want to have some outsourcing or like some help or like you know and yeah we're looking at that at the moment aren't we for like drums and things we're looking at a lot oh, of yeah, yeah. Join us. not necessarily if they don't want to join us for everything then that's fine but like just for the odd song or two so that we can yeah. get input from others because I, I know yeah. people have been using fiverr too and they just send the demo mm -hmm. out to somebody who's got a drum studio and you know within 24 hours you got a drum track or two which is yeah. kind of wild to me. Sort of like, uh, I'm kind of old school, so, but you know, I'm I'm catching up to the new school, so uh, it's pretty cool what people can do who don't know each other, you know, at all. You mm -hmm. can mm -hmm. even do that, because um, yeah, I feel like as you guys progress, you know, you'll uh, you'll get a little bit finer sound or refined sound to what you want, mm -hmm. and then at that point, you know, maybe you can. Uh, get a little studio time and really up the ante, you know, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. I think, but. I think definitely our, our sort of all time goal out of this is professional performing, just being yeah. a, sort of a, an icon for people and being able to play a gig and sort of just have, just have a room of like a thousand people just light up and go me, you and Gen Z. It's kind yeah. of like, I can't I, wait for that day. Yeah, I should I'd probably, say... sorry. Oh, you go first. Okay. I was just going to say on the note of you, me, and Gen Z, it made me laugh because I have a song that's called You, Me, and Sobriety. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's, it's the simple, yeah. simple rhyme, but people remember it. Yeah. So that's mm. good. I just hope that one day, even if it's just a small amount of people, I just want people to find, well, I, I suppose when it's rock music, you won't really describe it as peace, but kind of peace. Mm -hmm. in, the music, you just want someone to listen to it and feel at home, really. You just want yeah. someone to feel like there's someone else that's kind of feeling the same way as them. Yeah, that's the music, music has the Music has the power to save people. Um, I want our music to have that power. Yeah, I always uh, always said uh, my favorite songwriter after he died. What was interesting is yeah. people and his friends and fans would always say he made us feel like heroes in our like day to day lives, like through his songs, like our own heroes. So I always kind of like try to take that a little bit and go like, mm -hmm. that's the goal. I think you know mm -hmm. you can make people yeah. feel a little bit taller that day because there's somebody out there that yeah. like you yeah, know definitely resonates with their their thing so 
yeah, I think you guys are on the right track. Um, obviously, just learning how to get better. Yeah, <laughs> kind of goal at the moment. Obviously, feel free to hit me up in the future. Um, you know, you guys are part of the club now. Uh, I'll send you mm-hmm. a, an invite to a little Facebook group I have for people who come on. Um, if uh, for some reason you guys want one of these, um, I don't know if you read it. <laughs> I could probably ship them out to the UK without too much issue. I think I got one out to Stockholm the other day. So, um, but yeah, just kind of keep in touch. I'll try to get this edited up and probably out next week. It's usually like a week mm-hmm. turnaround time for me to kind of splice some things together, make it sound professional, and uh, you know, edit mm-hmm. out all of our little discourse markers and farts and everything else so um (laughs) whatever happens the cat meowing uh or just leave that it's actually kind of funny um so yeah uh i guess probably pretty much wrap it up about 45 to an hour on these things yeah so awesome thanks for having us yeah no problem it's been so nice to meet you we'll be uh we'll be in touch and uh okay all right Thank you. Have a good evening over Thanks there, right? Thanks. It's uh, like eight, yeah, nice o- eight o'clock or something, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll see. Bye. It's um, oh? eight thirty. Eight thirty. Yeah, I was like, it's five hours ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, cool. Well, anyway, yeah. Have a good night. Don't want to keep you up too late here. Bye. Right. Bye. See ya. So yeah, I want to thank Katie and Alex for coming on the podcast. The song you hear in the background is called Gen Z. And you can find it on SoundCloud and Spotify if you like it. Other than that, uh, thanks for listening and uh, have a good week. Up in flames, and all you do is pout. Oh, cry.